Hi, it's Pete Norseth here and welcome to week 29 of the Trade on Sports and the Focused on Football betting podcast. Well, we've had a few technical issues, but hopefully we've got them resolved now. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, mate. I hope you're well. And I know it's coming up to Cheltenham, everybody. And we both rode our favourite horse to victory last weekend, didn't we? In, in the shape of Crystal Palace. Yeah, and you also you had a good one with Bournemouth, but unfortunately Spurs let us down. They certainly did. And I, we'll, we'll come on to it. And obviously there's some serious issues at Spurs. And, but I'm sure we'll cover that later in the, uh, in the episode, mate. Right, let's start there with Liverpool-Bournemouth. Recent head-to-heads, Liverpool 1-3. There's been one draw and Bournemouth are yet to win. Liverpool at home to bottom six sides. 1-9, draw naught, lost one with two of those victories coming by three or more goals. They're coming off that 3-0 defeat uh, away at Watford. Bournemouth away at top six sides. 1-2, drawn two, lost six with only one being uh, defeated by three or more goals. They're coming off a good 2 old draw uh, at home to Chelsea. Liverpool, they've won all 14 home games this season and three of those they've won by three or more. Bournemouth lost their last five away. If we have a look at this time of year, uh, when top six, bottom six sides are away at top six sides, 19 home wins by three goals, 20 by two and 35 uh, out of 74. Um, the away side are covered. Despite these stats, must, um, uh, racing is a very good value, Liverpool, but I, I'm not going to play it. Not with their recent form. Yeah, and obviously they've got a big game on deck in terms of Atletico Madrid coming to Anfield. So you do have to worry about where the priorities lie. I mean, Liverpool won the reverse fixture 3-0 early this season. They've won each of the last five Premier League meetings of the sides by three or more goals. And it's been a cumulative score of 17 goals to nil. And coming into this season, Bournemouth have won just one of 24 away to top six play sides, losing 20. So all the trends and stats are pointing to Liverpool winning this game. But we know they want to get back on, you know, back into winning ways after losing the last three games and not scoring in any of those games. But that game in midweek against Atletico, it's so big, you can't really lay one and three quarter goals here, no matter what the trends say. I mean, the Premier League title's sewn up, so smashing Bournemouth on home soil isn't high on Klopp's priorities, folks. So it's one I'm going to leave well alone. Arsenal against West Ham next. Uh, Arsenal have had the much the better of this at uh, the Emirates. <coughs> They've won four of the last five with West Ham winning one. Arsenal at home to bottom six sides. One seven drawn, two lost one with four of these games being won by two or more goals. And they're coming off a 3-2 victory at home to Everton. West Ham away at mid-table sides. One two drawn, two lost six with four of the defeats coming by. Uh, two or more goals. They're coming off a very good 3-1 victory at home to Southampton. Arsenal, they've won three of their last four at home. They've, we've always said they're, they're fairly good at home. West Ham, last, uh, last win was their first. The victory against Southampton was their first in eight Premier League matches. When we look at uh, mid-table hosting bottom six sides this time of year, 94 matches, 28 the home side have won by two or more, 28 they've won by one. And 38 times the uh, away side uh, uh, have covered the, the handicap. No value in the line for me, so no bet for me. I think it's going to be... With this line, I think it's, it's, it's tricky. I think it's, the game's going to be harder than it, it, it probably it perceived. Well, before that game against Everton last time, we highlighted the spots and you know how Arsenal do against teams that aren't in the top six. After that Everton game where they won, they are now 40 Six and five, so approaching for an 80% hit rate, win rate 
against teams not in the top six at the Emirates. Now, if this is a half a goal line and putting them in your weekly accumulators, I think this is a, a pretty decent bet for Arsenal to get three points because historically, this is the spots that they excel in. But now this is a, a full goal line. It becomes, as you say, slightly trickier. And since Arteta's took over on this goal line, they're only two and six with one push in that game against Everton. I sense Arsenal will get the job done here, Pete. But requiring them to win by two goals is possibly a bit of a stretch. However, in my mind, the risk reward is still with the Gunners, but I won't be taking it. And our, our, our old favourites now, Crystal Palace at home <laughs> to Watford. Mind you, the recent head-to-heads, though, this is off scratch. The recent head-to-heads sort of sum this up. Palace have won two, Watford have won two. Palace at home to bottom six sides, though, it's a very good record. One six drawn, three lost one. Cut off a one nil victory away at Brighton, which we've already discussed. Watford away at mid-table. One three drawn, four lost three, so not too bad. And they're coming off a three nil uh, victory at home to Liverpool, which was a great result, obviously. Crystal Palace, uh, they've lost two of their last three home games. I always say they're, they're never as good at home. Watford, though, only one win in their last eight away. When we look at uh, mid-table against bottom six, 94 matches, 52 home wins, 25 draws, 17 away wins. There is some very good value back in Palace here at home. But again, I, I, I'm just not sure with this home form. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing that concerns me. Since, since Roy Hodgson took over, Crystal Palace are an overall 15-11-2 against bottom six place sides. Both of those defeats, though, have come at Selhurst Park. So, I mean, as always, when, when we side with Palace, we do accept that they're not going to get the ball down and consistently rip teams apart with long, flowing passing movements. It's going to be a grind. They're going to rely on set pieces and being very tactically astute from a defensive standpoint. I mean... Intrinsically, I think there's some really great value of Palace here. And in normal circumstances, I'll be diving in because I think this line should be Palace minus a quarter. But then when we assess why it isn't Palace minus a quarter, it's because Watford come into this game on the back of that great win against Liverpool. So it's definitely Palace or pass for me. It's probably going to be a late call as to whether I get involved or not. But if you want to bet this game, folks, it's definitely Palace that you want to be leaning towards. Sheffield United, Norwich next, minus three-quarter handicap. Sheffield United's recent home form, 1-5, drawn three, lost two. They come off a one-old draw at home to Brighton. Norwich, uh, as away form, is pretty poor, really. They've won one, drawn three, lost six. But they are coming off a one-nil victory at home to Leicester. Sheffield United, they've won two of 14 uh, uh, by two or more goals at home this season. So... You know, minus three quarters of goal, maybe pushing it. Norwich, though, only two points from 21 away. When we look at promoted against promoted this time of year, uh, there's not many matches. Seven home wins, four draws, uh, no uh, away wins. Three of those won by two or more goals. My rating is suggesting some value, Sheffield United, but I can't take it on those, uh, on, on the current stats. Well, I definitely thought you'd side with Sheffield United in terms of a trend perspective here, Pete. I mean, extending those stats out a bit further, um, newly promoted sides against newly promoted sides. The home team, one twenty-two, drawn nine, lost three in this spot. Now, one of those three victories was actually Sheffield United at Norwich earlier this season. So, all of the trends are pointing to Sheffield United gaining the upper hand here. Norwich did have that good win last night at Spurs, albeit by penalties. 
they they seem to have a little bit of something going on at the moment. I mean, the last four meetings of the sides have all seen an over two and a half goals ticket land. I think this could be a more open game than usual Bramall Lane home games and Norwich away fixtures have been of late. Now, if there's going to be goals, you probably want to side with the team receiving the goals. I still have that feeling in my gut, though, that Norwich aren't dead in the water. So, despite those strong trends pointing to Sheffield United, I can't take them. But I tell you what, Pete, I will be taking the over two and a half goals here. I just have a, a sense that this game's going to be really open. And if there's a, a goal in the first 20 or so minutes, we could see a lot more goals than we expect. So, yeah, over two and a half goals for me, mate. Second favourite side here, away <laughs> away at Southampton. Our, our, our favourite side to take on at home as well. Yes, uh, recent head-to-head, Southampton 1-2, drawn 2, lost naught. At home to mid-table sides, again, as, as Jimmy's just said, they're, they're, they're not great. 1-2, drawn 3, lost 5. That's poor record, really, at home. Uh, they're coming off a 3-1 defeat away at West Ham. Newcastle away at mid-table sides, it's fairly resilient. 1-3, drawn 3, lost 4, and they're coming off a 0-0 draw at home to Burnley. Southampton, they've won four matches at home this season and only one they've won by two or more. And unfortunately, uh, that was the one where I backed uh, Villa plus three quarters. Uh, Newcastle, two points from the last 18 away. So not great. Only two draws from six last away matches. When we have a look at mid-table against mid-table this time of year, 124 matches, 28 the home side has won by two or more, 27 by one, 69 times out of 124 the away side have covered it. My race is just, just a very good value, Newcastle. And again, I have to take them here. I knew you would. Um, now, I know you alluded also as to losing last time out in this spot when you when you took Villa, when they lost 2-0. And that, that sort of tweaked my interest because Southampton are very good at home against newly promoted sides. And during <coughs> this week, what I've done is I've run the data and I've taken everything out from them at St Mary's that doesn't include newly promoted teams. And this is quite remarkable. Since the start of the 2016-17 season, Southampton have played 60, won 13, drawn 19 and lost 28 against sides that aren't newly promoted teams. So they've only won 13 of 60 games. But the, the thing that really concerns me is that Steve Bruce's sides don't create a lot of chances. You know, I want to side with Newcastle here, but if if I don't think they're going to create chances, I can't back them. And one thing we can say about Southampton is going forward, they are quite dynamic of late. And I don't want to be swayed by what I saw in midweek when Newcastle scored three goals at West Brom. I think you're right, Pete. I think all the value is with Newcastle, but I just can't do it. Wolves Brighton next. Uh, minus three quarters of goal handicap. This game ended a draw last season. At home to bottom six sides, Wolves record's not bad. One six, drawn three, lost one. Coming uh, with three of those games by two or more goals. They're coming off a very good 3 2 victory away at Spurs. Brighton away at top six sides, not great. One not, drawn two, lost eight, of which four of the defeats were by two or more goals. They obviously coming off that 1 0 defeat at home to Palace. Wolves, they've only won one of their last four home matches. Brighton lost seven of the last uh, uh, 11 away. When we look at top six, bottom six in this situation, the home side have covered handicap 39 times. They've had 17 half wins and there's only been 18 uh, uh, away. Uh, 18 out of 74, the away side have covered the handicap. My ratings are suggesting some value walls 
And I think, to be quite honest, they are coming into a little bit of form now. But they're starting to, what I would say, get into a position where they really could uh, go for a, a, a European Cup place, depending on, obviously, what happens with Manchester City. But I'm, I'm going to leave this alone. But I, I think the value is with, with Wolves. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with you there, Pete. And, and if anybody out there does like Wolves, I think you need to get on them now rather than wait because they are trending towards going a minus one goal favourite here. So if you do like them, probably snap that minus three quarters of a goal up now. Interestingly, Wolves seem to be a second half team. They've scored 41 goals this season, but only 12 of those have come in the first 45 minutes. And as you know, sadly to your cost, Pete, they they came from behind at Spurs last week, scoring two second half goals, and they don't seem to know when they're beaten. And I think it's only the the little bits of inconsistency that's stopping them being an outright minus one goal favourite to start with. Brighton seem to be on a decline, and I'm really worried about them. They've only won seven of their fifty two games in the Premier League away from home. I think. Wolves will be able to shut them out. I mean, under two and a half goals has gone 20 and 13 in Wolves' home league games and 28-24 in Brighton's away Premier League games. So I do lean to the under. I'm just like you. I'm I'm just a little bit wary of backing Wolves anything over minus half a goal at home. But I do sense you're right. That is where the value lies. But, but you can back the second half to be the highest scoring half at about, uh, I think it's about five to four. So if you can get on that, I think that might be a decent wager. It's interesting, really, with Brighton. They, 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 you know, when you look at them, they have played. They've been easy on the eye, and they've played reasonably well in these televised games this year, haven't they? But the stats don't lie, really. No, we've seen it before, these teams, and we always say that famous phrase, they're too good to go down, because you see them a couple of times, and you say, oh, they've played well in defeat. Well, they've still lost. And there's something to be said for that West Ham, Stoke kind of mentality of grinding out results, whereas Brighton appear to be pretty on the eye, but just fall short. So, and in many ways, the season this season is just mirroring what happened last year, isn't it? Yes, With yeah. what happened where they faded away and just survived at the end. So, yeah, Wolves or pass for me. Next up, Burley against Spurs. This is off scratch. Burley have won one. There's been one draw. Spurs have won two. At home to top half sides, Burley's record's not great, really. They've won three, drawn not lost seven. Coming off a nil-nil draw away at Newcastle. Spurs away at mid-table sides, good record. One seven, draw one, lost two, but coming off that three-two defeat at home to Wolves. Burley very mixed at home this season. One seven, drawn one, lost six. So it's either all or nothing. Season with them. Spurs, though, they've only won three away this season. When we look at mid-table against top half this time of year, uh, 55 home wins, 37 draws, 66 away wins. My ratings are suggesting some slight value here with Spurs, but I think they're looking a very, I would say, average. And I think, to be quite honest, I think they could probably do with a refresh. They certainly could. And whether that starts from the very top in terms of Mourinho, I mean... The, I know social media is not a, a sensible gauge of people's reactions, but after that midweek loss to Norwich, everybody, every Tottenham fan I saw tweeting out was, was moaning, not so much that they lost, but it's the style of play that led to them losing. They don't mind losing, getting the ball down and being easy on the eye. Now, these sides met in Mourinho's first, uh, fourth game in charge. Tottenham won 5-0 that day, but three of those goals came from Harry Kane and uh, Son. 
Neither of them are in this side this weekend. And that would concern me. Now, if, if Mourinho could shut any team down in the Premier League, Burnley would be a prime candidate for that because we all know that in terms of going forward, they're reasonably limited. But in, in midweek, they lost to a technically inferior opponent in the shape of Norwich. So, and that instigated a line move from Spurs minus a quarter to scratch. Now, I, I just can't, I can't back either side here. I can't back Burnley against a supposed much better side without receiving a start. And I wouldn't trust Mourinho and this Tottenham side as far as I could throw them, Pete. So, yeah, complete pass for me. <coughs> Chelsea v Everton next. Recent head-to-heads. Chelsea won three. There's been two draws. Everton not one. A little bit of an Achilles heel, as we'll see for Everton, really. Chelsea uh, at home to mid-table sides. This is not a great record, really. One three, drawn five, lost two, coming for two all draw away at Bournemouth. Everton away at top six sides. Again, as I previously mentioned, one naught. But however, they have drawn four, lost six, cut off a one all draw at home to United, where I thought United played quite well, actually. Chelsea, they've won just one of their last six Premier League matches, so they're not in great form. However, Everton, they've just lost two of their last 13 Premier League matches. The thing that puts me off here a little bit is the top six against mid-table sides. 100 matches this time of year, 68 home wins and 32. The away side have covered the handicap. However, my ratings are just some readers will value Everton and I might just take them here, plus half a goal. Oh, it shifted, has it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a lot of my stats on the three-quarter for most of this week. It doesn't surprise me at all that this line has, has trended down to just minus a half. Let's be honest, this is a Chelsea side that this season have lost to Bournemouth, Southampton and West Ham at home. In each of those games, they've failed to find the back of the net. And now they're taking on a team that's managed by a coach far superior to any of those three other teams that I've named mentions managers. So, yeah, this doesn't surprise me that this line's trended down. Now it's at half a goal. It wouldn't be for large stakes I'd be taking Everton. But yeah, definitely it's uh, Everton, the side that I would trust here. And again, Chelsea, just like Tottenham, Pete, I I wouldn't trust this team, especially at home, as far as I could throw them. No. Man United, Man City next. This is an interesting game. United plus one goal. Uh, Recent head-to-heads, United won one. There's been one draw. Three away wins. Man City won three or five. United are home to top six sides. It's not bad record, really. Won four, drawn four, lost two of which both defeats were by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a one-all draw away at Everton. Man City away at top six sides. Six wins, one draw, three defeats, of which four of the six victories were by two or more. They're coming off a, a good 1-0 uh, victory away at Leicester. United, they've lost just two home games this season. City won three of their last four away. The only problem with this is the stat here. 63 times top six sides uh, have hosted the... Uh, Top six sides, 48, um, the home side have, have, have won the handicap, nine uh, pushes and only six, the away team, uh, have won out of the last 63, last five seasons. My ratings are suggesting there's some slight value city, but I would be on Manchester United. But I'm not going to go against my ratings, but I, I, I think, you know, I can't back City minus one goal here. No, me, definitely not. I mean, they have won each of their last three trips to the <laughs> in the Premier League. On each occasion, they've scored twice, which indicates statistically and historically they're more than capable of winning and covering this line. But interestingly for me, and I, and I know these 
top flight players lead an incredible life and they stay in five-star hotels and they get first-class train tickets and private jets. But this is Man City's effectively their fifth away game in a row. They beat West Ham that night, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, 2-0. They then went to play Leicester. They then travelled to Madrid. They then went to London for that cup final. Then they went to Sheffield in midweek. And now, admittedly, it's in their own city, but it's the Derby game. I mean, it does take a certain mindset to keep grinding out results away from home, no matter who you're playing. I think it's a big ask. United seem to have improved a lot in the recent weeks, whether that's just Bruno Fernandes coming in and making that midfield a little bit more stable. I was impressed with the way they came from behind against Everton last Sunday. And I think plus one goal... I think it's the it, it is the value, but as anybody who's a regular to this podcast knows, when I go against City, <laughs> it's not been a successful uh, pastime, shall we say? So yeah, I'm keeping away. Leicester against Villa next minus one and a half goal. The handicap. Leicester have won both of the recent meetings. Uh, Leicester at home to bottom six sides. One six draw, one loss, three of which four of the six were by two or more goals. They're coming off a, a one nil defeat away at Norwich. Aston Villa away. Uh, not great away for one one drawn two lost seven of which four of the seven defeats were by two or more goals. They're coming back two nil defeats away at Southampton. Leicester won just one of seven Premier League matches, so they've taken the foot off the gas somewhat. Villa lost ten of their last, of fourteen away this season. Top six against bottom six uh, minus one and a half goals. Seventy four matches, thirty nine times the home side are covered, thirty five the away side. Marais is just in some value. Villa. But I'm not going to take it. I think this could be a, 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 a tough game. I, I think actually Villa may do better than, than people expect. I don't know what Leicester are doing at the moment. It's, they are comfortable, though. And, and, and that's the unfortunate thing with the league at the moment. I think there's too much comfort in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're five points clear of Chelsea, who are, who are their nearest rivals in fourth. But they're, then they're eight points clear of Manchester United. So, as you say, with... with are they going to concentrate more on the FA Cup? I mean, with this goal line at minus one and a half, it is trending down towards minus one and a quarter. So you might want to jump on early if you can. Um, my mindset going into this game, that there's only one position I could take, and that's back in Aston Villa plus the goals. But if we wind the clock back a couple of months, Leicester hammered them at Villa Park 4-1. And I know a lot of that was Leicester playing on the break and they might not be able to do that in this game. But... Villa do score goals. They've scored in nine of the 14 away games. They've not kept a clean sheet. Only Liverpool, Man City and Wolves have shut Leicester out at the King Power. So I think there's going to be goals here. And if you think Villa can score, then I see that Leicester will definitely score. The over three goals looks the best to make here. And I don't normally like taking over three goals in any team apart from sort of Man City and Liverpool being involved. But I do think that both sides will probably find a way to score here. So if I was betting this game, I'd be leaning to the away team and overs. But again, it's another one I'll probably be on the sidelines for. Right, let's wrap this up then. Uh, for myself, it's got to be Newcastle. As you say, I mean, when you look at that form against non-promoted sides, only won 13 of 60. And I don't know how many of those were by two goals, but it's, it's not great for Southampton in truth. And also, I'm going to go Everton plus a half. I think they've been very resilient. And I thought they played quite well at, away at Arsenal on that defeat. So, Chelsea a little bit. You, you, don't, you don't know what you're going to get with them recently. So, yes, Everton plus a half. 
Love it. I'm just going to take the one bet. I'm going to go to Bramall Lane, uh, the Steel City, and I'm going to take over two and a half goals in Sheffield United versus Norwich. Right, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back next week. Good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.